Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. One day, Besiata Deshmaya. One day, everybody here will have children, and you're going to have the opportunity to name your children, to give a name. And the name of something matters a lot. The name of something matters significantly. The Gemara says, Shmagaram, that your name causes who you are. A name has deep, deep implications, ramifications. The name matters. The name describes the essence of the thing. What is this? And the name of something matters. Last night we spoke that this is not a chair. In English, name doesn't really matter because it's just the way that I think about an item. The Lashem Kodesh, the name is what the thing is. When we name our kids, Jeffrey, an English name, does not matter. It doesn't matter. It's just the way that we think about a certain piece of meat. So an English name is like the English. When we call a guy Bill, Bob, yo, you speak to your wife, what nickname should we give him? That's a cute way that when we say Bob, we'll both picture that gviya, that physical body. When you name him his name or her name, you're saying who she is. You're out of your mind. You're describing, you're looking at that child and you're defining. You're, the name we get in Lashon Kaidish, my name is Daniel Penchas, is not a way that you picture this body. It's my essence. My, you know who I am? I'm Daniel Penchas. I'm not, my name is not Daniel Penchas. I am Daniel Penchas. Your name, Yair, your name is not a way to refer to you. If people don't know, so when you picture your ear, picture that hair, hairstyle, picture that person, it's who you are, your Yair. The English name is just the way, if we say, yo, Jacob, so just when we say the word Jacob, we both can picture a good-looking, strong, fine. But if you want to know who he is, Yankov, Yaakov. It's who he is. That's essence. That's his essence, the name. Now, parents, to name of kid, you're arrogant. You're naming your kid, really? You should be scared out of your brains. You're saying who he is, who she is. How do you know she is? I don't know. <laughs> this little pickle comes out, and you're like saying the essence? Do you even know? You see, as your kids emerge, you see their personality. You see things come out. You should say when you wife, what do you want to, what do you want to call her? I always loved the name. How do you know that's who she is? Do you realize when you have a discussion one day with your wife, you're really asking who is this? I don't know. Do you? Your kids get older. When they're 10, they don't know. You know, I love watching as kids develop. I love watching kids like find their body. They start putting their foot. It's the cutest thing. They catch their foot. They've noticed their hands. Kids, little kids, it's an oral stage. They experience the world through the mouth. Kids instinctively sense that life's about the mouth. And a little child to experience life always goes through the mouth. It's instinctive that this is the main force of our life. So a little kid finds his foot, he like grabs it. He doesn't know it's his foot yet. Where does he do? He brings it to his mouth the oral stage, a kid senses at the youngest ages that the mouth is how to experience life. It remains true till the day, till the rest of our eternity. Deber, speech, 
and a little kid will grab that foot and bring it to its mouth. It's the cutest thing. Bites his foot, feels his foot. That's his experience in life. As we go further, we start discovering new parts to ourselves. Usually like 16, 17, like we discover we're a person. We start like meeting the inside. 16, 17, 18, some 19, some 56, I don't know. But we start discovering like there's a world inside, how I experience things. The person. And here you have a little child, Yankim, and you're supposed to name her. <laughs> Who is she? Uh, I think she's a Rachel Batya. Maybe. Maybe not. You don't even know what Rachel Batya means. What's a Rachel? What's a Leah? What's a Yaakov? What's a Yair? What's a Tzvi? I think a Yehuda Tzvi. Maybe. Could be. <laughs> and you name a child. The name is, who is this? Now the answer is how you're supposed to know. It's Ruach HaKodesh. God gives a gift. It, all the grass says that all of us have Ruach HaKodesh. Should we all try Yehuda Tzvi? <laughs> or that's not he, he was Tzvi and a really good one. But but um, but the word is, the word is that you're 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 saying who this is. Now the answer is it should be a gut. I'm very into trusting gut. I ask a guy. One of our guys called me about a shidduch last night, and I just encourage his gut. People are telling him I don't get it. There's nothing wrong with his gut. Is it's not his wife. Drop her. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. Your gut is very, very profound. It's interesting. The last night of the year, guys were speaking about their journeys to get to Waterbury. And why is a guy here? How do you get here? And the guys have such... Like, I don't even know. Like, guys, I wanted a party. Hello. Like, in Brooklyn, there are a lot more restaurants than in Durham. There are Jewish girls in Brooklyn uh, on the campus. I, like, breaking news. No, no. Like, hello. A guy is a gut. He doesn't even know why he came. Parents ask me, if my son's going for all the wrong reasons. Some are coming to the right. You don't need to be lishma. There's a gut. Guys, the last night described, I can't even explain it. I just sensed I should be there. There's a big part of us, and I trust gut a lot. I'm very into that. If I have a gut to do something or say something, and I sense, and I feel it comes from a place, not a bias, it's just a sense, I trust that a lot, because we work like that, deeper than our Chachma. We have a soul. The Gemara has an expression, you don't know it, but your mazel knows it. You can sense and feel something. I was speaking for a Zoom, and I told my wife, I have this sense, I had a story happen to me 30 years ago with a lady in a hotel, and I told my wife, my gut is I should say that story. It made no I don't know why. It wasn't a great story. It was a nice story. Beautiful story. My gut is... So I asked my wife, is very smart. She says, I don't think you should say it. So I sort of pleaded with her. I said, I sense I should. I don't know why. She said, okay. She knows I got... She gave me Rishos. So I called my mom. I didn't even know the name of the lady the story happened with. It was 30 years ago. I don't remember her name. I don't know where the lady lives. I didn't know what, where, what state she lives in, what country. I don't know. And I said over the story on a Zoom that night. The next morning, I got a call from this lady's grandchildren thanking me for speaking about their grandmother on her yard site. Hello. She lived in Eilam And... 30 years later, on her yard site, Hashem put a gut in my mind that I should speak about this lady. They thanked me. They thought that you must know it's her yard site. I didn't know she was living in Eilam I didn't know where she lived, to be honest. I didn't know she was moved on to Eilam It was her yard site. 
And God is a place we all have a sense, and that's our neshama knows a lot of things we don't know, and senses and feels a lot of things. That's just the truth how life works. We had a bachar in yeshiva who was nifter in a car accident, Shaya Tversky. He kept the cheshman on nefesh. For a year and a half, he kept the cheshman of his life. I don't remember if it was the last thing I could ask the family if it's the last thing he wrote or one of the last things he never wrote in a year and a half. And he was nifter in a car accident. He wrote, life is too short. He never said anything emotional, never spoke about life. And either I saw, I was the first to see his cheshman on nefesh, I saw it about one, two in the morning. I lost my mind. I was reading it. And maybe his last thing, what I can't remember is the last or the last week, he wrote at the end of writing, when he never wrote things like that, he wrote, life is too short. That was the last thing he wrote. And then he was nifter. Now he knew he was going to be nifter. The neshama knows a lot of things. We have a gut. We have a sense. That's just how we work. And I trust God a lot. And I tell you to trust God. So when we name our children, it's called Ruach HaKadosh. We don't know. Just try to look at the kid and say a name that you feel. And Hashem will give you the Siat Dishmayu. You name the right name. You pick the right name. Parents name. Nobody else names. There's a story that happened to a friend of mine. Somebody who was part of our Chabura. His, the parents didn't have kids for many, many years. And, they, and the, the grandfather, they come from the Nayim Elimelech, from Elimelech of Luzhinsk. And the grandfather went to the Noyim Elimelech, one of our, a guy in our Chabura. The grandfather went to the Noyim Elimelech's kever to pray. The grandfather, unbeknownst to his children, his daughter had no kids. And for many, many years, and he begged the Noyim Elimelech to intercede to Hashem, to be what's called the Meilitz Yeshur. A Meilitz is an interceder. You can pray to a dead person, Hashem runs the world. But the dead person can intercede, can talk to Hashem on your behalf. So he went to the Noyim Elimelech, you could pray to the dead to speak to Hashem. There's a steer in Mishnah Brewers. One place he says in the merit of the dead person, and one place he says that the person should speak to Hashem. So he asked the Noam Elimelech to speak to Hashem to make his daughter have a child. Please, I beg you to speak to Hashem, to pray for, the, for our, my daughter to have a child. And he said to the Noam Elimelech, the Zedav, a guy in Archabur, he said to the Noam Elimelech, he said that I promise you, if, if, my, if the daughter has a child, if, if my daughter has a child, I promise him, I'll ma- name him Elimelech after you. So he told the name Elimelech, it'll be a big schus. This child will carry your name. Your name is the essence. The child will have a piece of you. I will name the child Elimelech. Within 12 months, his wife had a daughter. His daughter, his daughter had a son. Within 12 months... I think it was even 10 months later, but a few months later, his daughter called, said, Tata, I have news to tell you, I'm expecting. So when the child was born, the Zayda said to his daughter, I have a little secret. 10 months, it was about 10 months, I went to pray at the Noemi Moscow, I traveled to Europe, and I told him that if, if, if you have a child, I'll name, you'll, we'll name him Eli Melech, so I just want to tell you. So she said, uh, Tati, her husband had a grandfather whose name was Eli Melech, who was still alive and a good man. His name was Eli Melech, and Ashkenazim don't name after a living person. And this lady's husband had a grandfather, Eli Melech. So they went to a rav, but he passed him, but he told the name Eli Melech, he promised that he named the kid Eli Melech. 
So they go to a Rav, and a Rav said, the Zayd has no right to name the child. The parents have the right. He had no right to promise them, Noim Melech. It's a parent's job to name the kid, nobody else. He has no right to name his grandchild. And therefore, he should not name him Elimelech. You can't name Ashkenazim. Do not name as a living grandfather. He had no right to promise. The night before the bris, oh, no. the grandfather Elimelech was Nifter. Wow. And now, both sides, of course, his name is Elimelech. After the Noam Elimelech and after the grandfather, he was Nifter the night before the bris. So the name, of course, was Elimelech. After the grandfather, after the Noam Elimelech, Hashem worked it all out. The stomach, that was his man, that was his itoi. But Lemay said, the, the guy, our, our Hever, his name is Eli, his name's Eli Melech, named after the Naim Eli Melech. Bach was part of our Chabura. He's named after the Naim Eli Melech, named after a Zayd Eli Melech. But a name is Hashem runs the world. We're not curious who it is. The guy in the Chabura. It's obviously it's an Eli in the group. But, but this guy is named after. This guy, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you after. This guy is named after the Naimali Melech, after Zayda, and he, he this, this person. But a name is very, very Ruach HaKodesh. It's, it's a gift from heaven. Parents have to just, you know, you trust your gut. I, I'm into trusting our guts anyway. And one day we name a child, and it's a very big deal. It's a very big deal what name you name the child, because you're saying their essence. And you name, a ch- you name the child. This is, you'll get a sense what to name your kid. And you will be mechavin to the MS of who their essence is. You won't get the name wrong. Hashem gives that gift to parents, the Ruach HaKash, to parents. Nobody else has a right to name. The parents have the right to name and they have a Ruach HaKadosh in giving the name. But a name matters. I always say, you know, this, this Chabura, we, we, have, we have areas in Yeshiva, we haven't named the room next door. I don't like the name dorm counselor, and a name matters. You're, you're calling something. Now, when I, I use the word dorm counselor, I don't mind. We're just picturing the guy who sleeps in the dorm, but it doesn't describe the essence. I have no Lush and Kaidish name. Do you know in Lush and Kaidish, there are certain words that have no name? That's Akasha. If you have something that has no name, why is there no name in Lush and Kaidish? Why is there no word for fun in Lush and Kaidish? It's a kasha why there's no word fun. In, in modern Hebrew, there's a word kef. That is not a Lashon Kaidish word. It's not a biblical word. And there are questions. If there's, you have to, everything has its root. What's the essence of it? So you have to identify the essence. In English, there are words for things because the word doesn't describe the essence. In Lashon Kaidish, you're saying the thing itself. And the name matters to something. So I say there's no name for dorm because I'm not being cute. I have not found something that calls what they are. It's not a minor thing not to have a name. Gullus is when you can't give words to things. Klal Yisrael just lost the Gadol, Rav Aaron Schechter, whose exactness was words was something wide, incredible. He was somebody who was very, very exact on his words. I met him once for two hours. And the conversation was intense because he had such an exactness. He measured his words exactly. Words matter in how you call things. So I want to say, we're going to gather every afternoon. We call this a Musr Vad. Musr means like rebuke. I don't think this is a Musr Shia or a Musr Seda. I was certainly not rebuking daily. And that's just not what we're doing. We're actually learning Torah. It's a Torah Shia. We call this Musr Vad. It's a bad name. 
it's an English name, it's a secular name, I don't consider this a Musr Shir. I don't consider, uh, if you, what, what's Musr, when you rebuke somebody, you give them Musr. I don't consider this a Musr Shir. We use it, it's a completely secular name, just to picture whatever, it, it's, it's calling Harry, it's a nickname. It's not a guy's name, it's, it's, it's Dan. I'm Dan also, this is Musr, but I'm Dan. Dan is not my essence, Daniel Pimchas is. Dan is just when you say Dan, you picture somebody. When you say Yair, a good-looking, cool, spiritual, holy guy, good, but Yair is the essence, and then you could have some nickname if you want to call him Wise, whatever your nickname you make up, J, so that, that's a nickname just to picture something, but it's not the essence. This is not a Musravad. Musravad is a secular name that we use, that we have a sheer. What we're doing is we're learning Torah. We learn different Mamari Chazal, different Psukim in the Torah, and we study Torah and try to get an understanding and connect to Torah. I haven't come up with a name. You want a name for a Torah Shia? So we, the Harry is the, just another, we call it Musravad. This is not about rebuke daily. I don't think somebody should give Musr every day of the week. That would be weird. So I, we come together to study Torah, to get some picture of Torah, to try to connect to Torah. It's a Torah shear. We call it Musavad, but a name matters. It's simply a nickname. It's Harry. Cool nickname. I don't mind. A lot of us have nicknames. I'm Dan. Nice to meet you. Delk. Meet my son. I don't know. The sauce. When you want a picture, it's sauce. <laughs> You're allowed, we, have, we speak English also. A nickname is no worse than speaking English. We all, I say chair, and it's a way to picture this. I don't always say kisei. This is not a chair. It's just a way of talking. When we say chair, we can both picture that, and we have good communication. So I don't mind nicknames. We say Musavad. I have no big, oh my gosh, you it's called good. them. Why is it it's like good, it's cool. Names? What? Why is it like last names? Last names is a totally different sugya. It's a different sugya. What? That's a good question. But that's a different sugya last name. Because I like each person's a yachid, an individual. He's more than where he comes. He's his own beauty. So that's that's the first name thing. But the bottom line is, I just wanted to clarify that we call this Musarvad. I'm not trying to be funny when I like protest it. I'm not, I, I call it Musarvad also. It's just, we learn Torah together. Just what's going to happen daily is I'd like to study Torah. There are topics on my mind. It's a tremendous chus. I'm excited to begin a year again studying Torah together and spending a year together, day in, day out, learning Torah together. I'm excited. We will learn the Ma'agal Hashana, the cycle of the year. So we'll learn Yamim Tevim, all different Torah about the cycle. We'll learn a lot about the Parsha, the weeks, the weekly Parsha, and study that. And then different themes in Torah that I deem important. I wanted to start. It's not lost. Today is the first of a journey of the year. And this, I want to start with a mission in Brachas. I think if guys focus pace, if guys hear, hear what, I'm, what I want to start with, I think it can formulate a lot to guys for our own lives. I'd like guys to try to focus in, Ellie. I think you'll hear things of value today. So the mission I want to study, a little piece of Gemara, a drip. And then I'm going to contemplate with you. You're open to your own interpretation. You're not Meshubah to my way. We all have a right to Torah. 
I want to share with you what strikes me in this piece of Torah, Vigi, and, and you'll hear the, the words of Torah are Mishnah and Brachas Nundalad. The Mishnah is analyzing a Pasuk in Parshas Vaschana and a Pasuk in Kriyashma that you and I say twice daily. I want to shed a pshat pace that might be life-changing, Ezzy. I want you to hear it well. I'd like you to hear this, Ezzy. I think Rami can make a difference. So please listen, Eli. Mishnah Brachas. The Mishnah says on a Pasuk in Kriyashma, it says to love Hashem b'chol nafshecha. It's a Mishnah Brachas, Taf Nun Dalad. And the Mishnah says, v'ahavtas Hashem kecha. One should love Hashem, your God, b'chol levavcha. Now the Gemara is darshaning the double bases. should say, b'chol libecha, lev shelcha, with all your heart. Love God with the entirety of your heart. The double base is extra. Livavcha. Amazingly, every nuance in the Torah is eternal and relevant. You're going to see what we learn from one base that's a life changer. So it should have said, Love Hashem with your whole heart. Full hearted. Love God. But it says, There's an extra base there, Gershon. What's that? Levavcha, two bases. Says the Mishnah, Gemara Bracha, Staf Nun Dalid, Bechol Levavcha, Bishnei Yitzrecha, with both your Yetzers, the Yetzer Toiv, the Hara. Serve God, love Hashem, with your Yetzer Toiv and your Yetzer Hara. Now here I'm confused. All of us have a Taiva Fenashim. I read a Mishnah, it says, Serve God with your Taiva Fenashim. Shnei Yitzrecha, Yitzatayv, Yitzahara. I thought like the dark side of me, I like a girl. Oh my gosh. I like girls, it tempts me, it pulls me, oh my goodness. Knocks me off my game. Comes a Mishnah, serve Hashem, b'chol levavcha, double bays, b'shnei Yitzrecha, both Yitzatayv, Yitzahara, serve God with it. What does that mean? All of us, the, the Reb Dessler wrote one of the great works written in the last hundred years, in my opinion. He wrote something that I advise every Ben Tyre to learn at some point. He wrote something called the Kuntris HaChesed. Reb Dessler was a big Balmusser who lived in England. And he wrote, he was a beautiful Yid. And he wrote Reb Mechtam Eliyahu, a Seif Mechtam In the Mechtam they printed something he wrote called the Kuntris HaChesed. It's the, about kindness and giving. And he writes that every human being has two parts. The part that wants to take and the part that wants to give. And he says we're born to give. And I ask, Hashem like really messed up our construction. Because I'm born to give, yet I so badly want to take. I went to lunch. I did not go in that time to give. I went to take. I wanted to eat lunch. I was hungry. A guy owns business, but he's such a, he's such, he just wants to give, he wants to make money. He wants to get and acquire. Wants to acquire a lot. And all of us are born with a drive to, from young ages, little kid, mine. Oh my gosh. Hashem, like, unbelievable. We're born, we have a soul that just wants to give, and we have this Yetzirah, it's like bizarre, that somehow we have thought, God, like, really? It's amazing. He got it wrong. For a guy who like, designed somebody to give, so the way we're taught wrongfully 
Laniyas Daiti, my belief, the way we assume, well, that's the Yitzhahari, you have to overcome it. It's not like God really, like, quite messed up pretty badly. And you try to, like, fix God's mistakes. Very arrogant. And Hashem, really, like, I, I like to, like, it was just, it's all a challenge. It could be so till you learn this Mishnah. The Mishnah says, serve Hashem with your Yitzhahari. Now, you could say, by not listening, that's not the Pashtus, that's not listening, it's listening to Yitzhahariv. The Mishnah says, serve Hashem with b'chol all your hearts. What does that mean? And we have so many parts that seem off. Our very desire to be such takers in a world where we're supposed to give is bizarre. And we're born, mine! Huh? You see a little kid, it's like strange. My, he grabs... You, People, un, people wrongfully try to teach their little kids to share. When they're not ready, they rip it out of the kids' hands. He, by the way, right now he's ready. It's very, Revolva speaks about this. It's wrong to teach somebody something who's not up to there. I think to, to tell a ninth grader you should be a gadol and learn shtark all day, I think we've murdered many a kid doing that. I think it's wrong. Revolva writes about this. Not where he's up to. Not where he's up to. Should actually run around. He should actually have a good time. He's young. What are you doing? Teaching people things that they're not up to is deadly and devastating, and is the surest way to move somebody further from what you're trying to give. So to teach a youngster, you should share. Ready? He's not ready to share. You'll see one day your kid way too early. He'll rip things away. Now he needs friends. I'm not saying you have to work with him. He says mine. You'll see your little kid. It's like so embarrassing and frustrating. You invite over a play date to your three year old and like to have a good time. Like his friend has to get some. He has his Lego. He's like mine. He's like grabbing all the Lego. He begrudgingly like lets the guy have like one piece and he has like four thousand pieces. And you're like like really embarrassed. If the parents are there, your kid's like, oh gosh, what did I raise this monster? Mine. Like, uh, we have to share. He doesn't know what share means. He doesn't care the word share. He just knows mine. And you don't rip it away. You t- he's right. You're right. It's yours. Now you could try. We want the friend to come over and you figure it out. But don't rip it away. Don't teach him share. He's not ready to share. He's up to mine. Actually acknowledge it. It's his Lego. It's yours. You could work from there. Don't truck him. Work with him. You could work. He needs to share. Maybe get some Lego secretly for the friend. Now you have to figure it out. But he's not ready yet. All he knows is mine. So I have a question. We all have in us a lot of mine, and it stays with us all our lives. Mine. What's go- what is going on? So is that just like Hashem, a little like quirk in our systems, that we have some mine in us? Taivas Nashem, which is all part of mine. Somehow we're supposed to live different and there's some like just massive God who was like made good trees. He makes excellent flowers, amazing, a sun and a moon, amazing body and the construction of a human being. They're like some epic flaws, like stuff. Just as all blockages of like the essence. Here's a guy who's supposed to be from and he's craving a nashim. Like it's like bizarre. <laughs> like so frustrating part of ourselves. And what's going on? So, and comes a Mishnah in Brachas Nundalid, and it says, serve Hashem with all your parts. L'chol levavcha, with all your hearts, which, which the Mishnah itself says, yei tzahari, yei serve God with it. 
the intelligent, sophisticated guy says, and he takes his taivas nashim and it becomes the greatest service. He finds his essence. His essence is a ratzain to give, is the soul that's godly. And the soul uses all his parts. You know how wonderful it is that he has a taivas nashim? And the soul directs the show. And the one he's supposed to give most in the world is Taivas Nashim, exactly helps him in the deepest mission of his life. He's supposed to be a husband and take good care of his wife. The deepest mission of a human being's life. To create, to procreate, to be like God. And Eureka has a Taivas Nashim. It's so helpful and beneficial. Hey, maybe Hashem was very good at constructing. Here's a person who's wealthy and he gives tzedakah. And all is giving what he, he only wanted to give. Of course he wanted to take. He used that to create a business to allow for the deepest one of his life to share and give. Hey, his want to take was actually used to produce a businessman who provides and gives. Hey, the want to take is how you get your body involved. And the body wants to take and you open a business because you want to take. You know what happens? You become a profound giver. When you tap into the deepest part of self, you actually serve Hashem with the taker. He might even get his body to move because the body wants to take. What gets him up to work? His body wants to take. Wonderful. And there's something that controls and pushes and encourages and he can serve Hashem with his want to take. He runs and makes a business. And he creates something beautiful, an empire of kindness using the very one to take. And that is the healthy, successful person who takes all his parts and uses it to serve Hashem. And the Mishnah says, Now take a different person. It looks similar. You have a youngster who has insecurities. For whatever reason, they have an insecurity. They don't feel good looking. They don't feel good enough. They don't call out that insecurity. That feeling is not bad either. That Yetzirah has a plenty of place in the service of Hashem. But they don't call it out. They then take their taiva for Nashem. It serves that insecurity and they prove, you see, I'm valuable. She likes me, she likes me. And he uses it to hurt people and damage people. The problem wasn't the taiva's Nashem. The problem was the usage of taiva's Nashem. The problem wasn't the one to take. The problem was the usage of the one to take. We are supposed to take all our parts. We don't have dark and secretive and bad parts. We're supposed to use all our parts effectively. A healthy, developed, sophisticated human being who's honest with all their internal parts and has things in order and we find a profound place for all our parts. And then we fit this Mishnah of serving Hashem Why it's called the Yetzahara is because uncontrolled it would lead to sin. Not in its proper place it leads to sin. So we call all the drives in us that if they're not put in the proper place will lead to sin, we call that Yetzahara. Serving Hashem with the Yetzirah is saying that drive was not a mistake. It's actually a place, it's just meant to serve Hashem, a healthy, wholesome person who uses that to serve Hashem.
That is the task of a person. The task. When we are honest, we could actually put our different parts in their proper place. When we're honest. When we live with a dishonesty. When the person's insecure for all different reasons. Today, when somebody's in seventh grade, they might have had some some situation which caused them to challenge, do I like Nashim? The guy takes the taiva for Nashim and he's using it to prove to an insecurity he has from youth that somebody who's not in order, things aren't peseder, he doesn't call out all his parts. When a person's honest and open and comfortable and real and deep within himself, all his parts can be utilized to serve Hashem. Every aspect. The one to take could be at the service of the giver. It's the craziest thing that a guy's part that wants to take could be part of a world of a giver. In the context of the giver, all the time taps into his want to take. He actually gets his body up and moving, produces big businesses, the deepest givers tapped into their places of taking to produce a giver. We all have a want to take. Hashem didn't mess up. And he gave us drives that we can use in beautiful ways. The biggest givers utilize one space of a desire to take to produce a life of a giver. And of course, he just wants to make money. He wants to make money. Then he became the most generous. What dominates the human being is this generous person. All those parts are giving and providing and caring and taking care. Yes, there's a, there's, there's a piece of him that wants to take. That was so good that Hashem gave that person that in the context of a giver, controlled by a giver. So Taivas Mashim and all different Taivas we have that are beautiful places in our life to accomplish profound and important in the context owned and controlled when the owner of a company is a giver. What I'm describing is a world of Geula. What I'm exactly describing is a world of Geula. That's what I'm describing, a world of Geula. A world of Beis Hamikdash has nothing to do with a building. A building housed this. It's a whole society with all the components of a society. But what drives everything, the deepest value is sincere service of Hashem. There is sports in the world of Mikdash. There is all different things. Welcome here to Durham to a world of Geula. We have MMA here, we have sports, we have music, we have videography. Everything exists here. At the core lies people serving Hashem with sincerity. And then they're all different. That is Geula, my friends. Gaulus is when things are disjointed. When it doesn't all, you don't have a healthy society surrounding that which is authentic, that which is true. Gullus is when the Taivas Nashim is running for itself and people are being hurt by desire. People are being girls, are being hurt all over the place. The very desire that was given for such a beautiful reason, what a gift of Hashem. Hey, my biggest mission in life is to be the first person that I'm responsible for as my wife. And Eureka, I have a Taiva for a girl. Hey, Hashem gave me a tool exactly for the giver. And then somebody takes the tool and uses it to hurt, to harm, to take advantage of, to damage. It's the 
most profound, that's Golos. When the different parts are disjointed from the deepest, the deepest importance, the most important things. If somebody would go, show up to Sulam or somebody show up to Durham, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of things. We'll have a tournament shortly. Tonight, this afternoon, a volleyball. Tonight, basketball. I treat everything here as holy. Volleyball tournaments are kulei kodesh. Hashem is everywhere. Meloi chalaretz kvaydei. Everything is godly. Volleyball is holy. A guy's art is holy. A guy's skating is holy. A guy's skiing is holy. They're all in the context, all the parts of a sincere servant of Hashem. A guy's good looks are holy. A guy's athletic prowess is holy. Every aspect is kulei kodesh because it's all in the context of the giver. It's all in context of the sincere service of Hashem. When we are focused right, and the dream of Durham is that the deepest focus of all our lives, the deepest focus, sincere person trying to grow, trying to live closer to Hashem, trying to live closer to, my, to, to our ideals, to what I'm supposed to be, to my own unique Kiddush all the other aspects matter and are significant and surround. In this world, Taivas Nashim is holy. It's Kadashim. From the holiest parts, it's hard to, to pick what's holy, what's not. It's a world of Bechol Levavcha, Bishnei Yitzrecha. All your Yetzers are serving Hashem. They're all in the base Medrash. There's a very cryptic Gemara, and there's the two Gemaras I want to walk away. That guy's studied. He said, we learned two Chazal. A Mishnah in Brachos Nundala B'chol Levavcha B'shnei Tzrecha. The Gemara in Kedushin says in Pagabah Minovel Zeh, it calls the Yitzhahara disgusting. If the disgusting guy bumps into you, Mashcheyu L'Beis HaMedrash, drag him to the base Medrash. It's one of the most bizarre Gemaras I ever heard. Drag yourself to the base Medrash and leave him out, please. Doesn't say that. The Gra's brother wrote a Sefer, Maila Satire, and he asked this Kasha. It says, if you bump into the Sahara, bring him to the base Medrash. Why are you bringing him? Why are you bringing him to the base Medrash? Excuse me. A guy bumps into a sicko. You're out there and you meet a disgusting person. You bring him here. I'll be really mad. None of us will be very happy to bring a disgusting person in here. And yet the Gemara says that you bump into the Yetzirah, bring him, drag him to the base Medrash. I'd be very upset. A guy came here with a sicko, I'd be really mad at a bacher. Really mad. Why did you bring him? It's not nice. Really not nice. I do not appreciate. Don't bring Risham in this room. There's a holy room. Don't you dare bring a rush in here. There's a holy place. The guy comes. I brought a rush. I bumped into him. I thought you'd love... I thought you'd be happy that I brought him here. Get out. You get out and don't you ever bring a Russia with you. But you bring a Russia to the base Medrash. Yet the Gemara says in Pagabam in Novelzeh, if the Yitzhahara Tzviki bumps into you, Mashcheil base Medrash, please bring him to the base Medrash. That's a bizarre thing to say. Now, I'm a very visual learner, Tzviki. So I picture a guy, Ellie, who's running for a touchdown. He has defenders hanging on. I picture Barkley, the Giants running back. In Rebbe's school, they tell you always use an old running back as if you don't know the ones of today. So I'm sorry, Joe Morris running for a touchdown. And a defender is like hanging on to him for dear life. And he like goes into the end zone and drags the defensive guy into the end zone. 
So I picture like the guys, the Yetzirah is all over you, so like you bring yourself, he comes along, shucks. But it doesn't say drag yourself to the base medrash. It says, Mashchehu, drag him to the base medrash. It should say drag yourself, even if he's on you. Pagabam and Nuvuzeh, Mashach Atzmoy, the base medrash, try to get to the base medrash. It says bring him to the base medrash. Gershon, fair question. If you bump into a Yetzirah, what should you do? Bring him to the Smash. It's one of the most bizarre Gemara's deep saying eternal things, Yehuda. I think that's bizarre to say. If you ever have a Yetzirah, bring the Yetzirah to the base Medrash. He should be your Chavrosa. <laughs> if you bump into a Yetzirah, bring him to the base Medrash. Go learn with him. Strange. The Graz brother asked the Kasha. The Kasha Rami is a strong Kasha. Ellie, does the Gemara bother you? You bump into Yetzirah, who should go to the base Medrash? You should. Yetzirah should go to the base Medrash. What are you bringing him for? But you say, let him come along, I hear, but then shouldn't say, drag him. It sounds like the point is to get him to the base Medrash, Gersh. Why are you bringing the Yetzirah? I want you to say the Gemara, Ellie. Say words of Torah. Im Pagabach, Im, say with me, Im, Menovolzeh, Mashcheyu, Lebeis HaMedrash. Which means, if in Pagabach, if he bumps in, Pagaz a Pagaya, a guy's going on a date, Yish, us Yeshivish guys, he's going on a Pagaya. He's going on a date, we call a Pagaya, you bump into somebody. You want to get Yeshivish, tell you, do him, you had a Pagaya tonight? We call a date, it's a chance, it's a chance meeting. Sometimes people want to say, like a Lashinaki, the guy's a Gishmaxter, he's having a Pagaya tonight. He's going on a Pagaya. If you have a good idea for you, do him counts. You can say, I have an idea for a pagia for you. Some people call it like that. Pagabah means to bump in, to chance upon. <laughs> so Pagabah menovels there. If he bumps into you, this menovel, the Yetzirah, mashcheyu base medrash, drag him to the base medrash. Say the Chazal, say the Chazal. Everybody together. In Pagabach, Menovolzeh, Mashcheyu, Lebeis HaMedrash. What a weird Chazal. The Yitzhara bumps into me, bring him to the Beis HaMedrash. What? Who? Chazal are very real. They're saying something. And I'm bringing the Yitzhara. Come to the Beis HaMedrash. What I believe Chazal are saying is exactly what we're talking about. That a guy thinks his Taivas Nashim is like this, the darkest place. You know what you should do? Bring it to the base Medrash. That dark place has room in the world of Tyra. Bring it in context of a world of Tyra. That's what it means to bring it to the base Medrash. Chazal or not base Medrash, you're picturing a room. We're talking about a place much deeper than a room. You have a dark, dark, oh my gosh, the guy has a desire for Nash Maxwell. Bring it to the base Medrash. Any human being was given, God didn't make a mistake. That's a part that belongs in the base Medrash. And the giver, the tzaddik, the Talmud Chacham, the, the wonderful person who's married successfully, has brought that Yetzirah to the base Medrash. It exists in context when it's put in its place, in its right place, in its right, it, 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 in context, that menovel's in the base madrash. So why is it called the menovel? It's a menovel when it's added to the base madrash. 
Mashchayil Beis Medrash, he changed forms in the Beis Medrash. Out there, it's a manoval. When a guy's using his Taivas Nashim to hurt girl after girl after girl after girl, it's a manoval. Bring it to the Beis Medrash, and he's not a manoval. In the Beis Medrash, he's actually a means to serve Hashem. In the right context, the guy's a taker, he loves... I have friends who love money. I've seen them use it in beautiful ways, in the context owned by the giver in them. Then they take even the place that likes money and it's used in context of starting a business and motivating for the deeper good of giving, of taking care and providing. When it's brought to the base medish, when it's brought to the context of the service of Hashem. That's what I think this Mishnah is saying to serve Hashem Mishnah Yitzrecha. And I think that's the Gemara saying, Mashchei Lubeis HaMedrash. I think the importance of an honesty of knowing how we work, what's doing what, I don't see how somebody can engage in this process of serving Hashem with all our Yetzirahs, of bringing the Yetzirah to the base Medrash without an honesty of knowing how we work, of knowing our insides. Many things are owned by the wrong things because it's not called out. Things aren't put in order. And then things are used and owned and manipulating him. You could think how that Yetzirah can own him and his faculties are owned by the Yetzirah. He takes all the other aspects and it's all a pickup. His strength and his goodness are owned by the one to take. His strength and his goodness are owned by the one, by the Taivas Nashim. And this takes, in order to work all this out, a person has to have an honesty and a sense of self, a healthy sense of self. The dream of the journey we're starting out on in the yeshiva is to learn Tyra and to become learners of Tyra, to become livers of Tyra, that all our parts are in their right place. All the different aspects. It's not to shun a part of ourselves. It's not to bury and destroy. It's to bring it to the base madrash that all the different parts revolve around something beautiful and gorgeous, and they have a context and a place. That is the dream. That's the dream of Durham. That's the dream of, of, of a learner of Tyra and a liver of Tyra, to bring all our parts, all the different aspects. So somebody will come to this campus, there's so much going on, but it all revolves around something a sincere growth, and each part is kaidish and holy and valuable and has a beautiful place. Hashem made a beautiful world and all the parts are nice. So that, that to me is the two, tire, the two chazal that I wanted on opening day today. The two chazal that I wanted to study with the chevra, that in Pagamach Menovel what it means, what it looks like, and this is the journey that, we, that all of us set out on. We have many parts and all different parts that can pull in all different ways when we get to the core of ourselves. When we're disjointed and we don't know what's controlling what, so parts can go off. A guy could take the Taivas Nashim and it's completely owning him. It's subservient to a part of him that is insecure, which he has to understand that part. He's trying to prove things. and then See, I'm valuable. She likes me. He has to learn that part and learn his different parts and then put them all in healthy places. I don't see a way around the beautiful picture of a person who all their parts are, are right is an Adam HaShalim. I want to answer one more Pasuk that gives, please learn this last, a Pasuk. Tairus Hashem Temima. 
says the term Hashem, Tamima means it's whole. What are we describing? It's Tamima, it's whole. It's whole. The opposite of a learner of Torah is disjointed. Some people learn Torah and they think he goes to a ninth grade Bishtark and he has like these other parts that like other things, but like capture them all. God made a lot of mistakes. It's like, phew, and just like try to learn here. Uh, what about, uh, I have a lot of parts to me. Oh, just, that was Yates. It's all Yetzirah. It's all like, I'm supposed to serve Hashem with those parts. I, I, I don't know. Just, just. That's disjoint. That's not Tamima. It's not whole. You're actually negating and cutting off and chopping off parts. Many, many parts and many people are left in many places, strewn around. That's not Tamima. Taras Hashem is Tamima. It embraces and engages and talks to every aspect of the human being. Every part of him is shayach to this journey, to this process. But every part, but every part of him belongs in the base medrash and has a place there. I like in, in a very, there's much deeper aspects to this, much. There's aspects that, are, that, I'm, that I'm not ready to teach, not, not close, I'm not ready, I shouldn't say teach, not ready to share, they're working in my brain. There's endless ramifications to what I'm saying. On a very simplistic, superficial level, a guy is an artist, it's relevant in the base medrash. A guy is good-looking, is relevant in the base medrash. A guy is an athlete, it's relevant. It's not a side point. In the service of Hashem, an athlete's relevant. I'm here from probably, and learning Torah and maybe teaching a little Torah because of sports. Do you know that? My father went to camp and was impacted. He was a modern kid in a mixed school with a television in every room in his house. And he had wonderful parents who were good people. Why did my father go to yeshiva? Because in camp there was a counselor who was a very good athlete and kids thought he was cool. His name was Rabbi Yisrael Belsky. He became the Rosh Yeshiva of Tarvadas, became one of the Go'inim, the real Talmud Chum in America. He was a counselor of my father. Now my father drew interest in him because of his athletic prowess. I don't say he was brilliant, but that definitely mattered. And my father switched to a yeshiva. He met my grandparents. So sports became eternal. Everything belongs in the base medrash. Sports happens to have shrashim and netzach, midas Hashem. Hashem's everywhere. You're, when you watch two people play basketball, you're watching midas of Hashem. There are deep things going on and have a place in the base medrash. Everything does. And there are deeper explanations. I don't want to go there right now. But just on a simplistic level, it matters that people are doing things. The world matters. The world matters. The altar of Nevardik was good looking. People are from today and this Torah learned because of his good looks. He had a charisma. Somebody's good looking comes from things deep in the soul. There are midas to being good looking. Do you know in a good looking person you could, there's something in the soul that it reflects? The physical world reflects deep things. So there's much deeper layers and levels than I'm expressing right now. But on the simplistic level that there's a place in the base Medrash for all our parts. That's Tairis Hashem Tamima. The Tair of Hashem is whole. Meshivas Nefesh, it satisfies the person. I look at a guy who like can't concentrate, he's sitting in a shear. 
what he's really saying, there are guys who think that their problem is they can't I promise you, guys will tell me in Durham, I came, Rebbe, I went to Shirmal, I couldn't concentrate. Your problem wasn't concentration. You were really protesting. I promise what I'm saying is true. Guys, I couldn't concentrate and share. Rami, I want you to hear this. Ellie, I want you to hear this. Sviki, listen to me. There are guys who go to a shear. They say, I don't concentrate well. I, Shem made me ADHD. My mind spaces out, Udi. I believe, I don't want to say a percentage. Many, many guys' souls are protesting shear. Because what they're really being told is forget many of your parts. And they're protesting. No, and they space out from the shear. They're, they're actually saying a Mishnah, by the way. I think many guys who protest and share are really trying to ask, Rebbe, I have a kasha on your share. Because mm-hmm. you're telling me that this part of me that likes sports, this part of me that likes nashim, this part, that's all like, whoa, listen to this. So Rebbe, I have a kasha from a Gemara Nadarim. It says, serve Hashem with all your parts. That's what they're asking. The spacing out is a protest to cut off all my parts. I have so many other parts to me. I promise you, I mean this sincerely, that I think a lot of spacing out, I don't say all, I don't have it down. There's a degree of protest that when a guy feels the tire will engage all his parts, he's like, what do you want to teach me? Amen. But if there's parts that are left out of here, that part doesn't want, why? The part is protesting. I'm out of here. What? All of a sudden, if I learn that Taras Hashem Tamima, it engages the entirety of me. It engages the entirety of me. Please teach me. None of my parts protest that world. I'm in. You mean all my parts can be part of this experience of learning, of serving Hashem? Every part of me is realm. The part that likes a girl too, of course. It's one of the best. Every part, precious and holy. Amen. What do you please teach me, Torah? All of a sudden, the person has a a huge immersion in Torah. We would not be ignoring of the most important details of our life. We protest. Our bodies protest. It's natural. It's instinctive. Because ah, I just space out. I'm just not interested. It's instinctive to protest. It's instinctive. You say, I, no, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. Somebody says, stop existing. You say, no, I'm going to exist. And the Torah is the embracing, the engaging. Torah is Hashem Tamima. It's tamim, it's wholesome, it deals with every aspect. Meshivas nefesh, it satisfies the soul. So we learned now two Gemaras and a Pasuk. We learned a Pasuk and two Gemaras. A Gemara Nadarim, a Gemara Kedushin. The Gemara Nadarim, the Gemara Brachas Nandalit to serve Hashem, Bishnei Yitzrecha, Bechol Levavcha, the double bases. Yetzahar Yetzatayv. Gemara Kedushin, Mashcheyum, Pagabam the Novel Zeh, Mashcheyum Lebeis Madrash. Pasuk Taras Hashem Tamima. So we learned a Pasuk and two Gemaras that I think are very, very important to gain some context of what's happening in Waterbury, to gain context of the Torah we're trying to study and engage and embrace. I think when people learn a Torah like that, they all of a sudden focus. They stop being an inner protest. I believe there's a part of us that protests the learning experiences. Says, I won't be left out. Says, no, no. 
And I think that protest has a deep place and deep truth to the protest. But I think when we study a Torah that deals with all our part, we stop protesting. And the body says, hey, teach me about this. It's Tamimah, deals with all my parts, please teach me, I'm in. I think, a lot, I think there's a degree of space out from there, Biggie. Isn't that a funny chiddush? First chiddush of this man, perhaps. Perhaps. I'm going to ask Shloyma, I need to start. I, we, there needs to be song. Hashem gifted us. This yeshiva is a miracle. And Hashem, the chevra that's come this year, it's like, are you kidding me? Got anybody who's here, the level, the quality of guy who's here, it's miraculous. There are, there are many, anything good in the world has many blockages. That's how Hashem designed it. So Hashem designed the world. Truth hides under layers. That's Hashem. Who is the most despised people on earth? Who is the most hated? Jews, anti-Semitism. It's not an accident. Truth Hashem designed to be hidden. What does Eulah mean? Helam, hidden. Truth is meant to be layers, covered up. Who are also the most respected and curious about Yidden. There's like, it's not all, I'm not making like a bad world, it's a cool world. The truth gets hidden. It says the animals we eat are what type of animals? Not aggressive, I'm very into animals. The animals we eat are all the docile, all the domesticated calm ones, all the ones that are chased. We eat and we hold value to the chase, not to chasers. The chase is always precious. I'm not being victim. Waterbury is a wonderful place, loved by the world and, and misunderstood by the world. It's dangerous. I don't know. Any guy you're sitting at, 80 new guys, had somebody who said, I don't know. They, they allow. There's some dangerous guys. Drugs. Always, always that which is sincere, that which is authentic has coverings. Always, it's a healthy thing. Because Hashem wants the human being to find it. Hashem wants the human being to get in touch with it. That's how it is. There's layers. It's covered. It's a safeguard to that which is good and true. It's a healthy safeguard. I, I, I want to say that miraculously, each guy who's here is his own miracle and his own story. And I'm excited for a year of growth a year of, of really trying to find sincerity, to find each of us, to find our truths. To find our own truths, our own growth, our own... It's a beautiful journey. It's a journey Hashem sent the level. Rebbe after Rebbe was saying, was shaking their heads today. Wow. And I've seen that miracle. I feel like sincerity draws more sincerity. And a guy doesn't even... We talked about like Ruach HaKadosh. The average youngster doesn't even know why he came. I don't know. I just felt it. Can't really articulate. Maybe he wants to even, I just want to have fun. Okay. It's a funny choice to have fun. I mean, trust me, there'll be fun here too. But the guy, it's instinctive. I don't know why. The guy doesn't articulate. Mom, he goes through his life and I feel like that parts me, wants to serve. Please. <laughs> he can't articulate. He just senses. He probably saw somebody who looked happy, who looked wholesome, who looked like he found something. He's like, maybe I want that. So I wish us all Seattle Dishmaya on our journeys. Music's very important to me. Because I, music is the soul. Is, is, music is you connect to something, you experience something more than you think it. I like thinking things, but I also like experiencing things. Music, you feel it, you experience it, you know it. So Shlomo Hashem gifted us with amazing people. Shlomo has been in the yeshiva. I don't 
to say the words, to, to, there's no for granted here, that Hashem sent one of the big hearts we've ever had in Yeshiva, a beautiful, giving, caring, holy heart. It's not an accident that his voice is listened to by hundreds of thousands of Yidin throughout the world. Have heard songs he's sung, hundreds of thousands, no exaggeration, have heard his song and listened to songs that Shlomo has sang. Things are in accidents. And they come from a soul who's a big soul, who's a very, very, there's a sincerity. His music penetrates because a beautiful person, it comes from deep places. Nothing's, things are very exact. It's not like a world, a guy, two guys in this space, Madish made a song and hundreds of thousands of years, now for years, for a decade, have been like, you can hear Tati McKay, I went to South Africa and a hundred kids in an airport in South Africa are singing, don't ever let ever. There's, there's something that's drawing somebody that's speaking to the Jewish soul. And a tour guide who doesn't never heard of Waterbury, never heard of anything here. And when I tell the guy, somehow it came up in conversation, Tati, my king. He said, that's Waterbury. He was like, he was like, just, just want that. I plan on bringing Shleim and David, hopefully in December. The, 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 God knows. <laughs> but, but somebody really whose songs, who, whose, own, whose own connection to the soul to Ruchnia Stick of Things comes out in his singing. So I want to ask Shloyman to please come forward. I am working. I am not a rebellion on time. Amongst my many flaws is not always being the most punctual, and I'm trying to work on it. I like that we said 2.30, I sat down here about 2.03, and we started about 2.10. I would like to try, it's a point of emphasis for me to be better with times, I'd like to try with the Hevra. Mincha's going to be in a few minutes, and then we're going to have a volleyball tour, and followed by a volleyball tour, but I do want to hear Shloyma. I want Shloyma to sing us. Ellie Dax is singing at a chasna tonight, Baruch Hashem, he's singing, I don't know his wedding, and David went to a chasna as well. So he's singing at that chasna? No, I mean it's cousin. He's singing at one, and he, no, Ellie's singing. Oh yeah? Ellie told me he's singing at a No, he said no, David's cousin. You know, was Join him after, but Shleima will sing Mashcheni. Then maybe we'll join, maybe not. I'm not sure we should sing it till we say Pshat in it. We'll see. But Shleima knows Pshat.
Hashem gifted us with two Shleimers. Oh. I want to, before Shlomo Daich, if you come forward, Shleimer, you guys need to hear shadows. Oh. I want to oh. to hear shadows. I want David Schwartz, I want you to hear shadows. Before Shleimer, that was gorgeous. Before Shlomo Daich, the shadows, information. We're going to have a lot of Chavrusas available, first Seder and second Seder. We're Zaycha, one of the gifts of the Yeshivas, the Remendi Cats. He's a Rebbe in the Yeshiva. He's a Rebbe in the Yeshiva. He's round the clock in the base Medrash and a magnet. Last year, the amount of guys who grew and learned with Reb Mendy is extreme. What I asked Reb Mendy to do this year, and we're going to develop this program, a lot of guys want Chavrusas. I think most guys in Yeshiva do better with one-on-ones than Shirim. I want every guy plugged, plugged into a Shir. And I bedavka wanted to start with shiurim. Rabbi Ras Shir is designed that after Musr there's an hour of chavrusa and then and then shiur again. And many guys in their own shiurim, no Rebbe minds if for an hour or a half hour you learn with a chavrusa. In the afternoon second say there's going to be all chavrusas from five to six the second say the chavrusa. 
Remendi Cass is going to be in charge of all the chavruses. I'm asking the older guys to all check in with him. He, I want him to know guys' schedule. We will have meetings. I want the chavruses to be organized. I want some guys to learn with two guys, three guys, some one-on-ones. It shouldn't be sheer format. A lot of our guys, a lot of the guys do better one-on-one, one-on-twos, one-on-threes, where it's less sheer-like. Remendi will run it more organized. The, there are guys who week one, month one, don't want a chavrusa, and two months in want a chavrusa, and it's always like disjointed. Where do they go when they ask this? Everybody's scrambling. Remendi will be available as people are need a chavrusa. He'll know all the guys, who's learning with who, who has some availability, who can add a second and third chavrusa. He gives some chavurus as well and will be able to learn with guys. I'm asking both the guys who are older guys here, who can learn, who can learn Gemara and have effective Gemara skills to be in touch with Ramendi and to share when your availabilities and to be cooperative. He asks the time, could you be available? I'm asking any guy who wants a chavrus, but be patient. It's going to take time, but he's going to be on it, Ramendi. You will get a chavrus to Be'ezer Hashem. One-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three, but something that's not a sheer, I advise the guys to take advantage, both from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock. There'll be small chavruz. I'm going to ask Shloim as one of them, Elio Pearl and Aryeh Kohn. We have a good chavra. I'm going to ask them to give little chavruz. I'm going to ask Reb Mendy, maybe Viggy Ben Ayim. I'll ask Reb Mendy to organize that. It's not going to start today, and I'm going to ask for patience. He did not have advance warning, and we've just spoken about it, so it's going to develop in the next few days. Today there is no English. Today there is no second Seder. We'll see. It probably is not going to start until Thursday, but five to six, this is, so please both the, the guys who are capable of learning with guys, and the guys who want chavruses, Reb Mendi will write it down, be in touch with Reb Mendi, small chavruses and chavruses will form I'm asking everybody to cooperate with Reb Mendi to help build this both second seder, there'll be a strong chavru learning, we're going to try to be ma'aget to organize that to do things with the chavruses whether it's food on Thursdays, whether it's trips to have organized like the base medrash, the one who's going to run the base medrash, the chavrusas, the chaburas, are Reb Mendi. I thank Reb Mendi for doing it. And Beis Hashem, we should all I think, I, I, I think in the past it was less than organized. I want to make it more organized. I want guys in the yeshiva to know who aren't here that they can speak. Reb Mendi, raise your hand just so guys know who you are. Guys can spread the word. Everybody can spread. Their dorm counts here in the dorms. I will put, ask Nachum to put it on the chat that guys can speak to him. Now, a guy might not want today, but I'm asking for a guy who wants to commit to it. A guy today may just be overwhelmed. We've had many guys two months in who wanted, and we were disorganized. There are plenty of people we could have guys join later, older guys join who can learn with Chavrus, and we don't have an organization. And it turns out we have people who are available, and now there'll be an address. Reb Mendy will run. What? The second Seder, we're going to determine a limit. I would like the same limit. I think it's, you have a parak you wanted. I would like to speak to Reb Mendy. I want to come up with a set thing that we're all doing. It's, it's more geschmack in the afternoon. The morning chavrus is it's probably better. There's a set. The morning seems in this space, a lot of doing the second parak. 
So even the chavrusas, let's keep to the second parak of Babakama. Some guys want chavrusas not in Gemara. That's totally available. Their chavrus in Chomish, a guy wants in Musr, a guy wants to learn Kabbalah, Shkafa, Machshava, Chasidus. Speak to Reb Mendi and we'll try it. There are limited spots, but if a guy's serious, we'll figure it out. Reb Mendi will be in address to try to pull it together. Be patient, but he'll be on it. So that's, that's what I wanted to announce that. Without further, do I want to hear where Hashem gifted us a Ben Taira who will be learning with guys, and guys will gain a very, very special Ben Taira. And I ask Shloyma to share with us. Check this out, Abraham. Always shadows chasing after me, and I'm proud of who I came to be. But all these expectations that are on my mind do everything know who I am, and all these assumptions who I'm made to be hard to understand. I wanna be like Peter Pan, no shadow, sign reflection of who he is, and I'm stuck in this dark, living a life I can never live. So get away. Shadow, get away from me, scared away. Shadow, get away from me, scared away. Shadow, get away from me, soon get away. Shadow, get away from me, so it's darkness is where I'd like to hide. Cause my shadows can't follow me inside. I remember what they said about me, and I knew they were dead wrong. Oh, it's time for me to light up my soul and get out of this dark I wanna be like Peter Pan, new shadow It's not a reflection of who he is And I'm stuck in this dark Living a life I can never live So get away Shadow, get away from me 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 So I don't want me to be part of your life I don't want you to be part of mine I'm just trying to sit here and live free Is that too much to ask? I'm just asking, please Shadows 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 You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.